What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Ray. I'm with my boy, Connor, and my girl, Sarah. And welcome to the Dear Pats Nation podcast. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, you didn't read that title wrong. Brady versus Mahomes. Will the result of Super Bowl 55 be the deciding factor of the GOAT argument? As ridiculous as it sounds, people out there <laughs> think it's a thing. going on and crazy cats we are back what's going on it's been a while since we said the crazy cats <laughs> crazy cat <laughs> oh they used crazy, to be a thing all you crazy cats and kittens oh shout out carol baskin man what's she hey, doing shorty it's your I birthday think, <laughs> i think i'm the only one i've not seen the documentary tiger you, king oh you've never seen tiger i king? never watched it you know why oh, because goodness. it was like that section of like the beginning of quarantine for like it everybody was. and yep. then everyone was talking about it which then turns me off from wanting to see it because i it was like everybody and their mom was talking about it i was like you know what i'm not even gonna watch it like i don't even care so i just you know i'm one of those people that if something's trendy i'm like no thanks Touché. i i watched the first episode and was like i have to see this now <laughs> carol baskin yeah. became like the spokesperson of our show for a while she did yeah her and her uh odd bird husband or whoever he was her third husband boyfriend fiance whatever we, he should run for the hills we were gonna remember we were gonna pay carol baskins to do our uh oh yeah over. we were we were but we, she, she she's expensive man she wanted like 250 bucks to do it yeah so. literally yeah and there were and people was, who were gonna there were people she was on dancing with the star was she <laughs> yes oh she was God. people she's were really like mad at like famous off this Oh no, yeah, she is. Well, I mean, when she said 250 bucks to record our voiceover, that's when I knew like, yeah, it was for like 30 seconds too. I feel like it was like 30 yeah. seconds for 250 bucks. Or something. All, we, all we wanted her to say was, Hey, cool cats and kittens. You're watching Connor and Ray on at the time DPN commentary. Uh, she wanted 250 bucks for that. That's crazy. Yeah. All right, guys. Her listen, stock went through the roof. Let's talk about, let's talk about some actual football sports. Shall we? Yes, sir. Okay. So my boy Doug Kide, yeah boy, oh no, put this out today. He said Patrick Mahomes is on pace to be the LeBron James to Tom Brady's Michael Jordan. No. The results of Super Bowl Fifty Five could be the deciding factor in future arguments over the goat quarterback. Here's some of the responses to that. One person said, I will add that Mahomes is off to the start off a career that we've never seen before. He was one defensive offsides penalty away from going to three straight Super Bowls, one regular season MVP, one Super Bowl MVP, uh, uh, two Super Bowl appearances, and he's only played three seasons as a starter, three straight AFC Championship games. Somebody else said, actually... If he wins, he will be on pace to be the Michael Jordan to Tom Brady's Michael Jordan. Somebody else says Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL now, has the better team now. Tom Brady is the GOAT. Let's see Mahomes win five more, including one while being down 25 points in the third quarter, one where he beats a legendary defense while down 10, one where his team has was a 14-point underdog, and finally somebody said, 
He's incredibly talented, but it's a little early to be anointing Mahomes like this or even suggesting it. Let's see how he fares through the dog days, which is where Brady excelled. Now, I sent out a tweet today that said Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL right now. But saying that this Super Bowl matchup against Brady will determine the GOAT argument is crazy. He isn't even in the conversation to be compared to Joe Montana yet. Ten years from now, maybe we can have a real conversation. Now is not the time. The responses to that were, for years it was Manning was the best, then Brady won his fourth, fifth, and sixth. Then it was, yeah, but Montana never lost a Super Bowl. We all know Mahomes is the best right now, but has he already overtaken Manning, Montana, and Brady? Because it took 20 years, apparently, for Brady to overtake those two. Somebody else said, so true, he's got a long way to go. But he certainly is a great quarterback. Somebody else said, if he, presuming he meant Mahomes, stays reasonably healthy, there's a chance that he can win 10 Super Bowls. No. Sarah, I'm going to let you take this first. What is your response to Kide and then some of the responses that that came from, from this tweet? Um, I think it's just ridiculous and plain out stupid. Like, I don't know if you guys saw, I tweet, I think I retweeted it yesterday of Jeff Saturday. He went on a little rant. I think it might've been NFL live basically saying how ridiculous this argument is because of calling Brady the goat and then calling Patrick Mahomes, the future goat. And he said, it's such a stupid argument. It's one of the dumbest arguments you can have. He said, there's no such thing as a future goat. You're either the goat or you're not. You can't be saying, you know, oh, he's on his way because he, this is the thing too. I think that people don't understand, like I'm a Patrick Mahomes fan. He's talented, but you know, we, we know this, it's clear, but it is unfair to him to be putting him on such a pedestal at only the third year of his career. Like, it's possible. What if next year he falls off? What if he got injured and could never come back? Or, you know, something. It's like Tom Brady is so high up that putting such a young guy on the same level as him is a little bit unfair. But it's just stupid. And, it, I mean, like, every single time that Brady has gone into a Super Bowl, it's there's always some bogus line like this saying oh well he has to win or he's not the goat and blah 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 and it's like there's literally nothing he can do to just solidify it as just it's a fact he's the goat it's like he's already won six rings he's going to his 10th super bowl and you're still and mind you 10th at 43 years old it's like there's nothing he can do that will that will just end the argument like if he goes again next year if he wins this year and goes again next year, it's going to be the same thing, just a, just a different year. It's annoying. Connor, what says you? I agree thoroughly with what you tweeted out earlier, man. They have a he has a long way to go. Obviously, yeah, he's probably the best quarterback in the league right now. He's off to a phenomenal start. He won the Super Bowl last year. This year, he's gone to another one. I've seen this happen before, though. I talked about this on my show with Ben earlier. There was a guy a few years back, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson won the Super Bowl. He went to the Super Bowl again. Unfortunately, they haven't gone since. He's still a great quarterback, but I remember they were saying he was going to win five rings. He was going to win eight rings, whatever it was. Sorry, you have something to say? I, I no, I just remembered a whole other point that I have, but keep yep. going. Like I'll okay. rant, I'll rant later. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. So Russell Wilson, that ne- that never transpired, man. The same thing could happen with Mahomes. He's a phenomenal quarterback. So it wasn't Russell Wilson. But like you said, until he wins 
four more Super Bowls. We're not even ready to put him in the same conversation. If he does, then we'll talk about it then. But that's a long way away. Sarah, what's your other point that you had? Going to the part about we've never seen the beginning of a career this phenomenal. I have so much to say about this because I got into an argument with people over the weekend, actually. So I understand when you put it on paper, right? Shannon Sharp talked about this today, comparing the first three starting years to to Brady's first three starting years. Conveniently, he forgets that Brady went in for Bledsoe won a Super Bowl and a Super Bowl MVP that year, didn't go the next year, but then went the next two years. And the first one, he won a Super Bowl MVP. Now, I don't understand, one, how you just conveniently forget that just to suit your Patrick Mahomes argument. Two, why is Super Bowl MVP not as worthy of being mentioned as MVP of the season? Like, I don't I it's I'm not saying that there's not talented quarterbacks around right now, but if we're comparing like the talent pool of like who Mahomes is competing with for MVP, it's vastly different than it was when Brady was playing. I mean, he was with uh prime Peyton Manning, prime Ben Roethlisberger, like prime Aaron Rodgers, like all of these quarterbacks were playing and Mahomes doesn't have that step of competition at the moment. So him winning like it was like, oh, he didn't win until 2007, his first MVP. We're really going to knock him because he didn't win in his first year or his second year. I didn't get so ridiculous. Um, like, I just, I don't know. It, it's just the thing that people have saying is like trying to disqualify Brady in his first three years. His numbers are not going to be the same as Mahomes, obviously, but I don't see how Super Bowl MVPs or winning two Super Bowls is worse than oh well Mahomes might go and win a second Super Bowl but he also had MVP and he was the passing leader and he had the most touchdowns like there are lots of quarterbacks that can might do that and they don't do anything so I don't it doesn't make any sense to me so I'm just gonna play devil's advocate here for a second and and, and kind of just talk about two of your points okay uh number one Tom Brady gets discredited all the time yes Let's not discredit Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Josh Allen, you know, Kyler Murray, yep. Lamar Jackson, Tom Brady. Mahomes is, is competing with just as good of a quarterback class. It, it, it's, in my opinion, a better quarterback class than that's coming out of the Brady Manning era. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I just want to pump there. I, I think that we get upset when Brady is dismissed. We We can't dismiss what Patrick Mahomes is competing against right now. And that includes Tom Brady. And that includes... Well, and, and, I d- and I don't mean that at all. I just mean, like, for them to be saying, like, if we're not even talking about just the first three years, the fact that they're trying to be like, well, how good was he if he didn't even win until year seven or year eight? And it's like, well, he was around, like, during quarterbacks that we already knew were going to probably be future hall of famers that's all i mean like it's hard to say is josh allen going to be a future hall of famer is lamar jackson like those people i mean of course aaron Rodgers had a phenomenal season so i don't mean to disqualify them i'm just saying like the names are just a little different i mean the quarterbacks are changing the young talent is coming up yeah the names are different and they're not hall of famers yet but at the time when brady was playing against manning and roethlisberger and they weren't hall of famers either at that point, right. you know what I mean? That's, Brady, that's true. Brady, after three Super Bowls, in my opinion, wasn't really on a Hall of Fame trajectory yet. He was a fringe, right? Mm-hmm. Was he going to be a, another? Um, I think there's only one other quarterback uh, who 
Uh, he played for the pay. He was drafted by the Patriots. Played for the Raiders. Won two Super Bowls. Oh my God! I don't know why I'm drawing a blank right now. But he's like you know the only quarterback. What, what year? Uh, he's what an years? Older guy. Older guy. Older I don't guy. know. No, you will. You know exactly who he is. Um. um Anyways, he's the only. I'm just drawing a blank. I'm drawing an absolute blank. See if I can look it up. He was drafted by the Patriots. Yeah, no, not Rich Gannon. He was drafted by the Patriots. No, not Rich Gannon. Rich Gannon was good though. Yeah, no, he's an older guy, and he won multiple Super Bowls. No, not Ken. Oh, must have been in the '80s, right? Um. Anyways, he won multiple Super Bowls. Didn't go to the Super Bowl. What I what my arg my problem, I want to say with the argument of quarterbacks. And 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 all that kind of thing, right? The names you guys are sending out on the chat right now, by the way, is is nowhere close to to, to who it is. Um, Let me see. I'll, uh, I think I have it right here. So, yeah, uh, Jim Plunkett, Michigan got it. That's who I was thinking. Yep. <laughs> Jim Plunkett. I don't know Big why. Chicken. I don't know why I drew a blank, but. See, what we do is when we argue about the quarterback greatness is we dismiss everything else around them, right? We're dismissing we're, we're dismissing Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, you know, Watkins, yep. Yep. Clyde Edward-Hilaire, the, the guys who are playing offense for Mahomes right now that are making Mahomes look better, right? Mm-hmm. We're at the same time, we're dismissing the 05 Patriots who... I don't think there's been a better defense since the 05 Patriots. And that includes this year's Steelers. That includes last year's Patriots. That was the most stacked defense I can remember. They were so good and broke so many defensive records that year. Right. Um, and I had that went off on this the other day about how, you know, by saying that Brady did it all alone, it, anybody who comes out, I know not, you guys didn't, but anybody who comes out and says Brady did it all by himself, it was all Brady. You have just dismissed guys like Rob Gronkowski, Randy Moss, Wes Welker, Julian Edelman. I mean, you know, going way back, we're looking at the defense: Teddy Bruschi, Rodney Harrison, Richard Seymour. I mean, back in those those years, it went the team went through the defense. It wasn't until '07 and forward they went through the offense. Yeah, I would say '06 was the start of the offense. '07 is when they became electric, and yep. then it was electric mm-hmm. after that. That defense was so good. They were stacked. They were phenomenal. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think right now to make this comparison is absolutely positively it, it's crazy. You you can't do it. Connor, any yeah. uh any any comments we want to pull up on the screen? I know what's uh it's a little not active tonight, but uh Let's we got, see. We got, we got for a couple. We got a couple here. Marcus says, I have a gut feeling the Buccaneers will win. That'll what do you guys Marcus. think? You're in Marcus's doghouse, by the way. I know, I know. I forgot to put him up there for uh some comments <laughs> last night. I want to make sure we got one here. I, I I have a gut feeling it's going to be a very close game. I think it's I think it's going to be close. It I'm trying be. not to have any feelings towards it because I don't want to get my hopes up because I feel like no matter what the result is, I'm going to have a very strong reaction. So sure. I'm not prepared. <laughs> I have one here from McChicken, which I don't know if he's messing with us or if this is true. Fun fact, Rich Gannon was drafted by the Patriots to play running back, but forced to trade on draft night to the Vikings. Hmm. That's not a McChicken thing to do. To, to right. I'm, up. That's true. He I'm, said he's I've not never kidding. heard of that. He's not kidding. I, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know he was going to play running back. Rich Gannon was actually a pretty good quarterback for a while there. I think he's the quarterback who lost in the playoffs to the Patriots in 01 in the snowball game. Gannon was selected in the fourth round. 
of the 1987 NFL draft by the New England Patriots yep. who envisioned converting him to a running back. Wow. Gannon wow. balked at the idea and he was Big quickly, brain McChicken. And he was quickly <laughs> traded to the Minnesota Vikings, Vikings, and Gannon began his career as the Vikings backup. McChicken's like our version of Wikipedia. He he really is a Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. So there he is, yeah. Nice. He, that's uh, okay. that's pretty nuts. That's a good fact. That's a that's a fun fact. That is a fun fact. I like that one. Uh, Chilltown Major says, to be honest, with the exception of QB, the Chiefs are a better team. Yeah, absolutely. They're stacked at at every position, pretty much. I am excited about the defense. I would like to the Bucks defense. I mean, like they they got to Rogers a lot in the NFC Championship game. So I'm hoping with I think they said two offensive linemen on the Chiefs are out. I'm hoping that they can they are, get to yeah. Mahomes because this second Mahomes has to kind of like scramble and run backwards. If you can get to him, that's that's a weak spot. Yeah. I mean, we of course that, he can yeah, first the Chargers. Yeah. So if they can do that, I think that'll help them a lot, especially since their defense, the Bucks defense has been carrying them the last couple games not no disrespect to brady but you know giving them those extra possessions and stuff so they they forced a lot of turnovers and made a bunch of sacks when they needed to yeah i think they got rogers five 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 sacks for i think yeah over 20 yards of loss so that would be really good they got him a bunch of times yeah edward gurton this is an interesting one do you guys think james devlin will be a patriot hall of famer Possibly. That's 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 a tough question. I, I don't know if he'll make it to the Patriots Hall of Fame, but what he did in the 2018 playoffs before he retired was phenomenal. He was a hell of a blocker. Big James mm-hmm. Devlin fan. I think one of the problems is is he's going to be going up against a class a class because they only let what one in a year, right? Yeah. He's mm-hmm. going up against a class. He's going to be competing with Tom Brady, Dante Hightower, Devin McCourty. Yeah, you know, like there's there's gonna be a lot. I think at some point, I don't think Randy Moss is one, right? At some point, he'll probably get a red jacket. Got to yep. go one first. I mean, Rodney Harrison just got in a couple years ago, and we're we're going way back for that, right? Yeah, so, and to me, he should have been a no brainer. Yeah, so so I just think Devlin is is just a lot. I like Corey Devlin, but yeah, I just don't think that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Is it fan voted who gets in? It is. Yep. Okay, yeah. So I mean, I think that he's gonna, like you said, he'll have stiff competition. I think he'll maybe get in eventually, just because people like him so much. But he won't. I don't. He won't be in for a while if he does. Yeah, and then, and then when you're when you're looking at it, then too, it it's you got Devlin, and then you look about the guys too though that are gonna retire after. Like Malcolm Butler's got to be there right after the interceptions. Like yeah. he's gonna be an all-time Patriot. Julian Edelman. Is Edelman, hands down. A- Amendola is going to be like a voting. Unfortunately, Amendola. Like Devlin's getting wrapped up in a very popular class. Um, and I think it's yeah. really difficult for him to get in. He's really going to have to pitch himself to get in. Yeah, he's in that 2014 to 2018 where they were just dominant for that four or five year span. What's to say? Mahomes has to play for 20 plus years and win at least six rings and maybe seven. I don't see it happen. Yeah. Well, what if he wins? Let's just put it. What if he wins seven in ten years? Does he have to play twenty plus years? If he wins seven in ten years, I'll come out and call him the goat. Yeah. All right, guys, we got to move on here. Appreciate y'all. Appreciate y'all. Appreciate y'all. Uh, just a quick little update: Bruins won last night, three to two in overtime. Ten seconds left. I didn't get nice. to watch the whole game, but watched 
the extended 15 minute highlights today of the breakdown and it looked like the the Bruins were all over them couldn't score a regular they scored a shorthanded goal a power play goal couldn't score a even strength goal but scored in overtime which is great Celtics are currently playing we'll talk about that game tomorrow they did get the win though on Monday night 119-103 over the Bulls in a great game and uh yeah really really excited about that and guys we just got to take a quick second here and take a little cause for the little pause for the cause <laughs> hear about our sponsors over at the rocky mountain barber company visit rockymountainbarber.com and get all the products you need to take care of your hair beard and skin get their small batch all natural beard bombs and oils pre-shave oils lotions hair products razor blades and so much more visit rocky mountain barber company and use the promo code rayroute and save five percent off all your orders get your small batch hygiene products at rockymountainbarber.com and Deer Pass Nation is also brought to you by Manscaped.com. You can get your male hygiene and grooming tools and take care of everything below your belt from Manscaped.com. And use the promo code RayRoute and you'll save yourself 20% and get free international shipping. So take care of your boys and get all of your male hygiene and grooming tools at Manscaped.com. All right, guys. So I found out that Kurt Schilling still has a problem with the Boston Red Sox. <laughs> Kurt, Kurt Schilling's an interesting fellow. He is. So Bob Nightingale said, quote, if Kurt Schilling was elected, his request would be to go into the Hall of Fame wearing a D-backs cap and his second choice, the Phillies. As for the Red Sox, he said, quote, what Mr. Henry and Mr. Werner did to my family and I in my final year has been forgiven, but will never be forgotten. Some of the responses to that would say, quote, I would love the Red Sox to pay me $8 million to eat sunflower seeds and throw a single pitch for a whole year. I think he's upset that he didn't get an invite to the 2004 team reunion years later because he had turned himself into a pariah by saying dumb racist things. Another comment says, well, it makes sense for the Red Sox to be third on the list. Anyways, he was better with both those teams and pitched more innings for them. Connor Kurt Schilling obviously has to have a soft spot in your heart. He was, uh, you know, the, the bleeding sock, a part of he the, was, he was the three, nothing comeback against the, the New York Yankees, even though yep. big poppies remembered for a lot of those. And right. we also remember Mariana Rivera blowing the save that was going to knock them out. Bill Miller, Dave Roberts. What do you think of Kurt Schilling still not forgetting what happened his final year in Boston when he was old, hurt and washed up and they <laughs> paid him $8 million to sit on the bench? Yeah, it doesn't surprise me um, that he wants to go in with the D-backs. I think Kurt Schilling's a D-something else. But that doesn't take away the fact that he was fantastic for the Red Sox. He pitched after he had ankle surgery like three days before, and his stitches opened up, and he bled through his sock. And he threw like seven innings and let up one run. I think Kurt Schilling is definitely a Hall of Famer um, just because he's a jerk outside of that and doesn't take away from the fact that he was phenomenal in baseball but i'm not that surprised he still holds a grudge versus the red Sox. and um like one of the comments said he was fantastic for the diamondbacks and for the phillies so if he if he wants to go with them so be it but he still has to get elected first and he won uh he won a world series with the d-backs too right him and randy he did him and randy johnson were like that was when he was like the peak of his career that's what the red sox wanted to go out and get him and pay him the big money him and randy johnson were like one of the best one-two punches ever in baseball and then they ended up going to the yankees and red sox and battling against each other they did they did and uh yeah i remember that that was against the yankees and that was gonzalez right who hit the hit the hit the hit the ball up the gap off of rivera and uh blew the save and and won the game for 
for the D-backs. Uh, guys, 21 years ago today, Bill Belichick was hired to the New England Patriots. Allow me to share some of the comments I saw for this, okay? One said, now we wish he'd just leave. Doesn't understand today's game. Another one says, I would say history in a good word, or I'd say history is a good word at this point. Another one said, and one of you is moving your mic around. Sorry, that was me. I was trying to fix it. All right, mute yourself next time. Another one says, and he should be gone next year if he puts hot garbage on the field again in 2021. Guys, okay, <laughs> I look, I cherry picked the comments for the podcast, obviously. Yeah. But I literally, there was, this is all it was. There wasn't even positive ones to pull out. Ugh. Honestly, Brady going to the Super Bowl with a different team throws a little water on the Belichick fire for me. I know we won 11 games with Matt Castle, but let's be honest, seeing Brady make the Super Bowl and Bill missing the playoff tells me all I need to know about Belichick. Good. Needs 12. Another one says, well, at least Bill doesn't need to rename his boat again for a while. Another one says, the Patriots drafting Brady is why it's history. Belichick is a career loser with the uh, Patriots without him. Now, here's a bit of a follow-up narrative. Over the weekend, or I guess on Monday, Stephen A. Smith said, if Bill Belichick had given him weapons, Tom Brady would still be in Foxborough and Tampa Bay would be going to the Super Bowl. He did. He also said that Belichick's big mistake by not helping Brady was drafting Sony Michelle over Lamar Jackson. So keep that in the back of your mind. Max Kellerman says he proved everything. He bested Montana. He got to the NFC. He goes to the NFC and takes him to the Super Bowl by beating Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees on the road. I stand down. He is the goat and he is the boat and everything else. Here was some of the responses to that saying, I feel like BB did everything in his power to give Tom weapons. He even let him handpick Sanu. I don't think that Brady wasn't considered or spoken to about AB either. Too bad Brady picked the wrong guy and AB did what he does. And someone mm -hmm. else said Smith's theory that Belichick should have drafted Lamar Jackson instead of Michelle doesn't make sense. Michelle was the key to the win in Super Bowl 43. Jackson wouldn't have helped unless Brady left. And Smith's theory is that Brady stays if Bill drafts better. Another one says, once you get past Gronk and Edelman, the best talent Belichick drafted for Brady was Dion Branch in 2002. Branch had a good career, which included a Super Bowl MVP, but he never even had a 1,000-yard season in his career. Bill really could have done more. Another one says, Kraft let him go because Brady wanted to go and he earned the right to go. I think we all knew that Brady was the reason that the Patriots were so successful, but BB is great too. Judging him on a clear rebuilding year when they were clearing the cap makes no sense. And another one says, Belichick is totally done as far as having any significant wins from this point on, and you'll see a lot of key players leaving before next season. Let me just say that the key players who are free agents this year are J.C. Jackson, Joe Tooney, and David Andrews, and then a smattering of other people. And I'm assuming that people put James White ahead of those guys because people only really care about offensive weapons. Connor, I'm going to give you first crack on it. 21 years of Belichick, you heard the reviews. Um, I think it's less than mixed. Yeah, I, I think there's a majority of a feeling here. What's your thoughts on everything? 
I mean, I think it's it's just kind of weird when people like uh, say that he never had any weapons. I mean, unfortunately, though, some of the weapons didn't work out. I mean, he went out and got Josh Gordon, right? That was a that was a great move, and it was working out pretty well. Unfortunately, Josh Gordon had the off the field issues. Hopefully, you know, he gets better. But that had nothing to do with Belichick. He tried to get him one of the best receivers in the game. Same thing happened with Antonio Brown. He went out and traded for Mohamed Sanu. I mean, he signed Danny Amendola. He traded for Brandon Cooks. I mean, these are all things that happened where he brought in all of these people. And then if they didn't work out, then they don't count. You know, there's, there's all these, there's all these different things. I mean, regardless in the past 21 years watching the Patriots, we've seen them go to nine Super Bowls, win six and be in the playoffs. God knows how many times um, people are acting like he, he's gone to the playoffs twice in 21 years. It's ridiculous. Sarah, your turn. Um, I think that a lot of it is short-term memory and that's why people are criticizing him so heavily. They're just so mm-hmm. focused on the disappointment of this season with Brady gone. And then Brady is in the Super Bowl. You know, so they're comparing the two, which neither they have nothing to do with each other and not taking anything away from Brady. But he already went he went to a team that was stacked. So it's like it's it's a little bit different. Like it's 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 easy. It was easier for him to get to a Super Bowl than what the team that they had last year. But it's also interesting because a lot of people last year were more criticizing Brady a lot for how he played last year. It wasn't a ton. There was criticism on Belichick, but not as much as it is this season. And I think it's just like I said, the short term memory thing. They're pointed with how this season was. And it's just so easy to think what if because now B is through the playoffs into the Super Bowl and we're sitting at home watching. So Connor, what's the chat saying? I'm sure it's got to be hot right now, right? I, I have a, I have something. a, I have a good one right here. I want to, I want to show from uh, Walt Licker, <laughs> one of our favorite names. People are insane. What do you? That get? is true. Yeah. Is there anybody who who agrees with those comments that we read, Connor? That were negative. Let's try to show the other side of the perspective right now. Let's see here. But people are insane. So while Lakers saying people is insane. Patriots Nation, Bill told Tom, we're going to let you have it this year. It's our turn next year. So <laughs> let me build off that before we go to the next comment. Yep. Let me ask you guys this. If this is the reaction after one season, a season that I think we were all pretty okay knowing it, it could get bad, right? We we knew it could be bad. We knew it was a rebuild. We knew that that things were like that. Yeah. What happens if they go seven and nine next year? Like is are is it? I know people are upset right now. Will they be screaming at Kraft to get rid of Belichick? One hundred percent. Yep. Well, I think a lot of the same people will just get louder. I think a mm-hmm. little bit of I think a little bit more people will jump on that train, but I think the majority of the people that are already on there now are just going to jump it up and down and stomp their feet even more. If you were going to try to put a percentage on who you think supports Belichick right now and who doesn't support Belichick right now, what do you think the percentage is? 35% don't. That's my guess. So you still think it's a majority that do? I think more do. Sir, what's your mm-hmm. thoughts on, on what happens if the Patriots go 7-9 and nine next year? I think it also depends on what Belichick does in the offseason. I think that if it looks like he was making moves, signing in receivers or, you know, in free agency or drafting people that they like, 
Um, maybe if the quarterback is more desirable to people than Cam Newton or he has better stats, then it's possible they'll be disappointed with the way the season goes. And and, and it's going to be the same people that are going to complain. But maybe if they have some better production and they still have a losing season, then they won't be as disappointed because it's like, well, at least Belichick, you know, signed this guy and this quarterback did better than Cam Newton last year. And I mean, it's hard to say because it just it just screams like fair weather fans. And so since a lot of them can be kind of loud, then those are it's some hard. fighting words. Sarah called well, them fair I mean, Yeah, buddy. But I mean, that's what they call Patriots fans now. And you're lo- that's what you're looking like. Like you, we had 20 years of success and then you're going to get really upset after one season. I mean, at least let it be a couple seasons before you start like wanting to fire everybody from top to bottom. Don't be sending me DMs. Yeah. <laughs> Send them to me. <laughs> we we got one. We got one here. Braden Omar 2023. Can't stop being a Patriots fan because just because they're having a losing season. It's gonna be rough for a little bit, but everyone reforms eventually. But hold mm-hmm. on. I have one right above it too. That hold on, was hold a on. criticism too. Okay, go ahead. Read that one. Steven Glasker. Bill deserves some of the criticism he's getting, despite what your book told you. Tom was open to staying. BB didn't want him. The book is The Dynasty by Jeff Benedict, by the way. It's a fantastic book. <laughs> it is. It's being renowned as a... Oh, it's Steve. He's the guy who called us um, Psychopants. Oh, is that good or bad? Uh, it means that we're, we're like... Uh, Psychopants is like we're, we're scared of authorities. We're scared of Bill Belichick. Touche. That's why we go for it. But it was honestly one of my favorite comments of all time, Steve. That's that is not, a good one. That's not insulting you. It, it made me laugh so hard. I like when people are give me an, an intelligent insult yeah me personally i think that it, they it was um a little bit of a mutual thing tom was tom was ready to go and bb was just kind of like so be it so do you believe at the end of the dynasty when robert Kraft says that he saw relief in tom brady's face and heard relief in bill belichick's voice yes yeah i mean i don't know i think they both Kind of new because if when you come back, a lot of people said that they knew before the 2019 season that Brady wasn't going to be back. So they are saying the year before that they already knew it was probably his last year. Well, Brady apparently wanted to leave in 2017, right? And I'm not sure if I think that Robert Kraft eventually emailed him and said, "If you want to go, go." Right. Brady, Brady said, "I'm coming back," and I don't know if that was loyalty to Kraft. I don't know if that was to give an F you to Belichick. I mean, it turned into a Super Bowl, so it, it worked out, whatever it may be. Yep. But the relationship was the relationship was deteriorated there, and I think what's unfair is putting all the blame on Belichick for the relationship deteriorating, and you know what I mean, and or, or putting blame on anybody. It would just you know whatever. We 19, 20 years together, and it just it fell apart at the seams. Mm-hmm. All right, we got time for one more. Alrighty, let's see here. Team Boston B City Crow Malaki. I like the name. It has nothing to do about being scared of Bill Belichick, Steve. It's about the respect that he has earned. Oh. I think that's about his insult to you. Yep. No, but Steve wasn't being bad. Don't get on Steve. <laughs> don't get on Steve. I don't want anybody to I get on Steve. No, I have another one from Steve, though. He's saying, amazing how you're all ignoring BB's numbers and record pre and post Brady. Well, why are we talking pre? We'll talk post Brady. Yeah, I mean, post post Brady seven and nine so far. There's only one year to go off of. You can't compare what he did with the Cleveland Browns. Like yeah, this, this that is was a thing. long time ago. And I don't ignore those numbers. 
Like I don't ignore the numbers, but it's, it's easy to ignore some numbers and not others. There's, there's amazing ways to make arguments, right? Mm -hmm. And you're talking about a Browns team that went to the playoffs. He was fired after bringing the team to the playoffs. And, and then he went, he, the other thing too, is what you got to remember when a new coach goes to a team that normally means the team needs to be rebuilt. You know, what's Sean McDermott's record up until this year, right? Like what was his record before Josh Allen? You know, if you gave Andy Reid, I don't know, the Cam Newton in his current form, how good are the chiefs, right? Listen, I'm not going to deny that every coach and good coach benefits from a quarterback. Mike McCarthy has a Super Bowl because of Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. You know? Let's see what Sean Payton looks like without Drew Brees for an entire season. Let's see what Andy Reid would look like without Donovan McNabb and Alex Smith, who is a good quarterback. He's not great, but he's a good quarterback, serviceable. And Patrick Mahomes. See, Patrick Mahomes brought him to the next level. All right. Right. Like every good coach is surrounded by, in the modern day NFL, is surrounded by a good quarterback. So I don't think we're ignoring the numbers, but we're, we're like, you're, you're talking about people keep saying he's out of touch in today's game. And I'm not saying Steve said this, but we keep hearing like, oh, he's not in touch of today's game, but they want to talk about what he did with the Browns back in the nineties. Yeah. I, I just want to see what happens over the next year or two. Well, then, then we'll really know, you know what I mean? We'll, we'll see. We'll yeah, see what I happens mean, next year. It's been over 20 years since he was in a different franchise. So obviously he's learned and grown as a coach. So it would be better to judge post Brady than pre Brady. So I don't think we're ignoring anything, but it's, you know, I, I think that every coach benefits from having good players on their team. All right. That's it for the comments. Connor, we can drop those out. Yes, sir. So Brad Stevens says that he won't play Walker on back-to-back nights. Brian Robb wrote that Brad Stevens tells Zoe and Bertrand that the Celtics won't play Kemba Walker on the second half of back-to-backs for probably the whole year to help protect his knee over the long term. Here was the responses to that. What a joke. Every single season, it's like this. Never have all the players healthy together. Another person says... Have to love paying $160 million for maybe 55 to 60 games out of 82. Worth it. Somebody else says, once his contract expires and the Celtics can add a third star, hopefully they'll finally have a real shot. Two more seasons of nothing after this one, though, so that's fun. And somebody else says, yeah, he needs to go then. We need someone who can be in all games or the majority of the time. Doesn't matter if he's a superstar or not or how good he plays. Sarah, it's all yours. People tend to forget that the last, what is it? The last three years or three of the last four years, the Celtics have been in the Eastern conference finals. Like, I don't know why we just want to forget about that. Kem, I mean, we've been dealing with injury prone players uh, that have rotated out. Like uh, Kyrie was injured. Gordon Hayward was injured. Kemba's injured. I don't see anything wrong with them not playing him back to back. I think that it's better that they do try to protect his knee because then he'll be able to play more. So I I think that people need to like chill out a little bit and um, 
we want to be able to see Kemba play more, of course, but I'd also rather make sure that his knee is healthy and that he doesn't mess it up more. And then, then we will really be talking about how much of a waste of a contract it was if he can't play anymore. I think the Celtics are losing right now, by the way. They are by 14, man. I don't know what oh, happened. Boy. I looked and it was like within four. And then I looked again and it's halftime and it's 47-61. I don't know what's happening. So let me ask you this. Just because. Oh, no. Kemba Walker's playing. Oh, I guess he's back-to-back yes. tomorrow, right? Yeah, so I, Kemba I think Walker's they play. playing and they're losing. I was going to say, if Walker is playing tonight, does that make a difference? <laughs> but he's playing, so. Mm. It doesn't matter. Um, look, he's getting the Ka- Kawhi Leonard started this right load management, and mm-hmm. it's he's won a couple of championships. Um, and you know with the Raptors it was load management, and they're kind of getting him the Kawhi treatment. Uh, but do you at least do you understand or not understand the frustration from Celtic fans that that Kemba's you know going to play seventy percent of the season and not a hundred? No, I mean, I get it, especially because, uh, you know, some people are excited that Gordon left um, because of how many injuries he was continuously dealing with. And then they see him going completely off in Charlotte. Um, so I get it. Like, you're going to compare and contrast to all of the people that you got rid of and then you still have Kemba. I get it. Sometimes it sucks. Like, even when I watch, I'm like, man, OK, like it would be nice to have a consistent starting uh, five. But, I mean, I don't know. I feel like we just have to take what we have at this point. Like, I mean, even Peyton Pritchard, who was having a great start to the season, he's injured too. So, I mean, if we can make sure that one of the starting five can try and stay healthy, it would be, I don't know, the most ideal situation in my opinion. All right, and our final topic of the day, the Red Sox are having their annual conversation with Mitch Moreland. (laughs) (laughs) So, So Chris Cotillo. Says, source, the Red Sox have made some talks with Mitch Moreland about a reunion. He'd fit well uh, with Dell back at first base. Other options in the mix there. Some of the reactions are, ugh, I'm not about this. Enough of the nostalgia signings. Build the future with younger players. Somebody else said, death taxes and Moreland signing with the Sox for another short-term <laughs> deal. Another fan says, statistically, MM is the only one that makes sense as a backup and pinch hitter. And somebody else says, Moreland is not only a clutch hitter and an excellent defensive first baseman, but he is also a fan favorite. Would love to see him back in Boston. Connor, it's all yours, buddy. I want Mitch Moreland to come back. I understand this this really is, yeah, death taxes and Mitch Moreland signing a short-term deal with the Red Sox, but he is clutch. He's good to hit 240, 250, 20 home runs. He plays great first base. Everyone in the clubhouse loves him. Mitch Moreland is a fan favorite. Um, I I don't see any reason not to sign him, and he's definitely not going to ask for a ton of money. Uh, He he can only help the team, Uh, so I'm all for it. I want to see them re-sign Mitch Moreland. Why not? I have nothing but good things to say about him. All right, it's just about that time that we wrap things up. Why don't we uh, go to the chat, Connor, and wrap up some last-minute yes, comments sir. and questions. All Can right, I let's... add some breaking news? Please do. Texans just hired their head coach. Oh, uh, They're David Cully. He, Ra- he was the former Ravens assistant head coach slash wide receivers coach. Wow. Apparently, he's a 65-year-old longtime coach. Okay. Who, yeah, he's going to be taking over. 
for the Texans. This mm. happened just a couple minutes ago. So I think Deshaun Watson must be just thrilled right now. I was going to say so my Deshaun immediate Watson's thoughts. demanding that, that a was, trade immediately that was after. His pick. That was his pick. Yeah. yeah. A 65-year-old. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Matters. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm just saying like he he's the teams he's been rumored Belichick to be looking 69. at are younger and That's, yeah. I know Bel- Belichick's pushing 70. Crazy. All right, we do have a comment here from Lucas. He just wanted to say yogurt. Yogurt very I, good. I figured I'd let everyone know there. Oh. All right. I'm really regretting letting you have control of the chat. Snap time. Deshaun is definitely demanding a trade now. A thousand percent. Yeah. Agree or disagree, gentlemen and lady. I completely I agree. agree. I don't I don't think that did anything to uh want him to stay. SM down H9 and said, and what's the final Super Bowl score? What do you guys think? You can call him Jay, by the way. Jay, okay. Jay. Um Wow, are we doing Super Bowl predictions already? Um, it's going to be high. It's going to be. Gonna, I want to. I want to see injury reports first, but it's going to be yeah. high. Whatever the over, whatever the over under is, take the over. That's my. That's my my give for everybody. I think it's going to be a good blowout game. Two great offenses just going at it. Yeah, I mean, I really want to see the Buccaneers win. I don't want to listen to everything about the Chiefs, but it, my gut feeling says the Chiefs are going to win like thirty-one twenty-seven. <laughs> By the way, I know. Wanna, I know. Do you want to hear? Let's have a little bit of a story, a Super Bowl storyline. Yeah, I think it was Scotty Miller said he's faster than Tyreek Hill. Yeah, he would beat him in a race. Said? Is what he said. Yeah, yeah he would beat Tyreek Hill in a race. Are those fighting words? If you're the Kansas City Chiefs, yeah, yes. yeah, that's, that's. I feel like that's Brady's probably so mad. He's just like, shut up, we don't do this. Well, no, hold on. Brady talks a lot more now. He's not a Patriot anymore. That's the Patriot That's way true. is we don't do this. So let's not say Brady's mad. We don't That's know what true. Brady is. Oh, and Team Boston saying Bucks 34, Chiefs 31. Excellent. Next. We got uh, Varan Madali. He says second and fourth for, I'm assuming that means picks for Michael Thomas. I'd give a second. I wouldn't give up the fourth. Yeah. Do you guys think Michael Thomas is digressing? No, I think Michael Thomas has an attitude, and he needs an attitude adjustment. Why not try he to does. get it in New England? But I'm not giving up a first round for him. Not a chance. Not he. He's not a. He's a. He's not a low risk trade. He's a high risk trade. So I'm giving. And I don't even like giving up a second. I'd rather give up one of like my comp third picks. If the Saints don't want it, we don't make the move. Right. Originally, what I wanted to see was a straight up trade, Michael Thomas for Stephon Gilmore. But I don't think the Saints at this point, without Drew Brees, would be interested in that kind of move. I think they're probably going to go forward with Jameis Winston. So I don't think they're going to want a, a 31-year-old Gilmore is going to want a big contract. Any thoughts for you guys? No, I agree. I mean, I would I would take on Michael Thomas, but I agree. I wouldn't want to give up all that much for him just because I do think he has an attitude problem as well. Especially he says a lot of things on Twitter. He has, he has a lot to yes. say. Patriots and Deshaun or Rodgers or even drafts. So I think this must be asking about the quarterback situation. I, I don't see them getting Deshaun or Rodgers, unfortunately. That's probably the least likely thing to happen is the Patriots getting either of those two quarters. I think one of the, the most least likely thing is Rodgers even leaving Green Bay. I agree. To be honest with you. Uh, but even if he was, the one of those two landing up in New England, to me, feels like the least uh, likely scenario. Yeah, I as think the for, as for the draft, Kyle Trask in the second round. That's my There we uh, go. Mini, mini Pat- Patriots hype man. man. That's nice. the kid that screams about uh in his Gronk jersey. I love mm-hmm. it. He says screw the Chiefs in their fake dynasty. He triggered yes. all the uh all the Bills fans. Nice. Yeah, he week, did. Week 16. 
Mm-hmm. All right, let's do two more, Connor. So let's All make right. them good. Let me see then. It's moving fast. Just click a random one. Is Gilmore on Patriots to start 2021 realistic destinations? I'm going to say no. Realistic destinations, I don't know. I, I don't have any right now. What do you guys think? Uh, no, I don't think he's going to be. I Realistically, I don't think he's going to be at the Patriots. Uh, teams that I think he could be with, I in Arizona, possibly. Uh, he could possibly be with uh, San Francisco, possibly with basically that whole division, the Rams. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, match him up with Jalen Ramsey on the other side. Uh, when you're looking at the AFC, maybe a team like the Browns who want to bolster their defense a little bit to really get a good opportunity to make a run at a Super Bowl. Uh, it's too rich for the Colts maybe the Ravens, but they're going to have a big salary cap issue. Um, so yeah, that's, that's probably, that's the teams off the top of my head. If I really thought about it more, I might be able to come up with a couple more teams. Yeah. I think it depends on maybe who they want to try and possibly trade like a quarterback for. I think they might try and use Gilmore on that, but no, I don't know. I, I please, you don't please. think so? Don't give into that narrative. I've been trying to stop everybody with that. Well, narrative. I meant with like with picks. I didn't mean like any just any more. team that's giving up their starting quarterback is not going to want a 31 year old cornerback who's going to be demanding 17 million dollars a year. So by the time they're ready for a 17 million dollar a year cornerback, he's like 37 old and done. You know what right. I mean? If you're mm-hmm. picking up a Matthew Stafford or somebody of that nature, you, first of all, you got to remember Gilmore's making seven million dollars next year. He's going to sit out he's not going to play for $7 million. It's one of the reasons the Patriots are going to move on because he wants to be paid Jalen Ramsey type of money. Any team that's getting rid of their franchise quarterback is going into a rebuild and have no need for a 31-year-old cornerback who's going to demand big money. He's going to go to a team that are competitive now. That's why I don't think the Patriots are going to get a first-round pick for him. I think teams are going to look at them and say, we got to deal with that contract. His value was done after the trade deadline. Like all the value that he had, that first round pick, which I believe they could have got for him, even Michael Thomas at the time, I believe died when Belichick didn't trade him at the trade deadline. Nice. We got a uh, donation here. Excellent. Thank you. buddy. From Simply AG12. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Wish this show had a call-in show for Pats and Celtics fans. And by the way, I'm riding with the Pats, even if they're 0-16 for years to come. I appreciate that, man. Me too. Not many people do that. Not many people will stay with the Patriots. They'll run for the hills. And um, I don't know if we have a a way for people to call in. I don't know if that's – I'm the wrong guy. The streaming – yeah, Connor knows nothing about the – I know nothing about anything, yeah. I have tried and looked into the calls. The streaming software that I use – there's no option for it right now. I have emailed the company and asked, and they say it's a feature that they're trying to put in. The guys who do call-ins use Zoom, uh, mm. but I already pay a subscription to something else. And so, and this offers me from a production side, offers me more than Zoom does. Um, I've tried to, to tie this in through something called Restream and tried to do it that way. It's just the software doesn't allow it to happen. We can only use the chat at this time, but um, they say that feature's coming soon. So as soon as we do, we will open up a phone line. Nice. Good news. Do we want one more? Let's do one more, yeah. One more. I'm going to go to McChickens because this is a great question. Um, Could the Packers have a Jimmy Garoppolo situation with Jordan Love? 
Um, I don't know if we're reading too much between the lines with Aaron Rodgers just saying those little comments the other day. I personally think that he was just mad that they lost and he was just voicing his frustrations and he'll be back. But maybe at some point, yeah, there well, there's going to be a similar situation. He was on the Pat McAfee show and says, I don't see a scenario that I'm not in Green Bay. Right, right. I heard so, that after. I know it was like right after the game he said the other the other thing. He also I think said that, that- – he also said the reason he likes going on the Pat McAfee show is because he can say his own story and not leave it up to the douchebags to talk for him. Touche. I think the GM came out and said too that they be basically they would be stupid to get rid of Rogers. So I don't think he's not going anywhere. Hope and we but, did get one but, more but hold one on, more no, donation. Let's, let's finish so you know. this question though. Yep. What happens in two or three years? I mean, they traded up in the first round. They used a lot of draft capital. That means you believe Jordan Love is going to be your future quarterback. What happens after next season? When Jordan Love is ready to take over, I think you do yeah. have a Jimmy Garoppolo situation. Except yep. I believe Green Bay will move on from Rodgers the same way they moved on from Favre. Right, right. I wouldn't be surprised to see that either because he's 37. What if he plays till 42? That's five years. That's going to be too long for Jordan Love to sit on the bench. Yep, absolutely. All right, if we got yeah. a donation, we got to do another. Yeah, buddy. Here it is. It is from Elf of Courage. I like the name. Lose a title, really? So Brady isn't the goat anymore if he loses the Super Bowl. Fair weather fan, much? Um, Ray, you want to explain? Oh, don't <laughs> come in at the fifty-second minute. So my boy Doug Kide believes if Mahomes beats Brady, that this is going to be used in the future arguments to determine who's the goat. We literally spent. That's why there's a question mark on the end of it. We spent 17 minutes, I believe, dismissing this. Pretty much, yeah. Appreciate the donation. Appreciate it, though. I love the name. And if that's it, Connor, we can drop that. And, yep. uh, guys, this has been the live podcast. For those of you who just tuned in to the beginning of this and want to hear the whole thing, you can download it on Spotify, Apple iTunes, or Apple Podcasts, or Anchor. That will be up in the next hour or so. Uh, unfortunately, I spent three hours at the dentist today. That's why I don't. Know if I keep touching my face because I'm still frozen on the top here, um, and I don't know why I feel the need to keep poking at it. But uh, I wasn't able to do my my recorded sessions with my our boy Lawrence Owen over at Cold Sauce. So hopefully, uh, we'll get together with him tomorrow. But there will not be a 10 a.m. video. I apologize, guys. I apologize so much uh, on the YouTube channel. Uh, thank you to everybody who's watching live on Sportscaster. Our time with Sportscaster is quickly coming to an end. I think we, we got about a month left, and then our we're not wanted anymore, Connor. Yeah, good luck to that man. They've been good to us. Yeah, and uh, well, Mitch Moreland's back in the uh, back in the picture, or maybe I love in the it. picture. Connor, tell me about those Red Sox. They're gonna be legit, kid. Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app. 
The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jag and Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network.